Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well-being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Anna Murphy to our program. Anna is the supervisor of school social workers for Cobb County Schools and the immediate past chair of the Cobb Collaborative Board of Directors. Anna, welcome. And can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, Anna Murphy, I am originally from Portugal. Um, Moved to the United States when I was seven, lived in South Florida, um, moved to Georgia uh, in 1996, around the time of the Olympics, um, graduated from University of Georgia with my master's in social work, um, started working with Cobb County School District in 20, um, 2001. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> um <laughs> Right around the same time that I married my husband, Dan, um, have two wonderful boys, uh, 17-year-old Joseph, 16-year-old Colin, um, and have been with Cobb County School District um, also since 2001, um, and have been the supervisor for Cobb County School District um, since since 2015. Wow. And um, we're definitely going to talk more about your team, but just um, to help our listeners understand all that you juggle, how many school social workers do you supervise? So currently we have 32 school social workers um, and we also have three truancy coordinators and we just hired last November a mentor coordinator. So I think that's a total of 36. Um, And then we also have um, approximately 12 interns um, from Kennesaw State University, Georgia State, and actually several other universities that have online programs. Wow. Never a a dull moment or a spare moment in your day. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, So this may be um, a little bit hard. I don't mean for it to be a trick question, but Anna, can you describe an average day? And I'll put that in air quotes in the life of a school social worker. Is there even such a thing? And I find many people are uh, unaware of the critical role you play in schools. So can we just start talking a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the number one reason or about 70% of the time of why a school social worker gets involved with a student is really uh, about attendance. Um, Students not coming to school. And so um, we are part of the supporting the compulsory attendance law. Um, So students not coming to school is our charge to figure out the why. Why are they not coming to school? Um, Unfortunately, what we have found is that it is a lot more um, than just because it's a beautiful day and they'd rather stay home. Um, 
the majority of the times we are looking at families who have um, the parents might have mental health issues or the student might have mental health issues or there might be some level of substance abuse by the parent or um, the student or both. Um, a lot of times there are some financial hardships of families. Um, maybe they don't have a house um, or a, a residence um, to be in. They don't have lights. They don't have food. Um, really some of those basic needs. Um, and we have found that by working with families in regards to attendance, it really gives us that door to come in and see what's really going on with the family um, and provide them the level of support and, and really guidance and resources to remove those barriers. Um, so all of that said, a, a typical day of a school social worker could start where you plan your day of going to a certain school. Mm -hmm. um, and at that school, you're going to meet with students, you're going to talk to parents, you're going to talk to principals to really just make sure that the student body um, is being supported. Um, and then you receive a call that someone um, had a house fire. Um, and so everything you had planned for the day then stops and you start making sure that that family needs um, are, are met. Um, but meanwhile, are, but meanwhile, your, the things that you had scheduled still need to happen somehow. Correct. Yes. Correct. So we, we are definitely a profession of um, adaptability and flexibility yes. and, and knowing that um, we will never have a to-do list that has everything crossed off and that's yes. okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't mean to interrupt you, um, Anna, if you wanted to finish your thought there, but um, wow. So yeah. there, there can be average days, but it sounds like they can also be um, quickly go off because we're, we are a large school district. We have a large number of students and, and sadly yes. we have a large number of students who are in need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as um, hopefully many of the listeners know, every school has a school social worker assigned to them. Um, and so I, I I'm feel pretty comfortable in saying that some schools, um, the student population or in the families might not be aware, but there is a school social worker there to assist all. It's not just certain schools for certain uh, students. Right. Absolutely. That's good to know. And if someone is not aware, they could find out their assigned school social worker by, I guess, either calling the front office or looking on the school um, homepage because the school social worker correct. would be listed under faculty and, and staff, correct? Correct, correct. Unfortunately, um, all of our school social workers have more than one school that they're assigned to. So mm -hmm. we have some school social workers that have um, up to four schools that they uh, cover. Mm -hmm. um, so just keeping that in mind also. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so Anna, I have had the honor and privilege of working with members of your team with really many of them on some things that people may not necessarily associate with school social workers. And I think about our, our reading proficiency program. Um, we've put up some little free libraries in partnership with the um, local school-based 
parents, uh, school social worker, uh, your um, team are great about like arranging pop-up events for book giveaways or stocking uh, little free libraries or other things on campuses. Are there other areas that school social workers are involved in that the average resident of Cobb County may not think about? Um, yes, so we do, of course, we do a lot of community events, but one of the partnerships or collaboratives that we um, have been very actively involved with is actually with our police departments. Um, and recently, um, more specifically with our Latino outreach um, officers um, to really support our whole community. Um, so really working with them and making sure that the needs of the whole community is met um, and that families know um, that not only are the social workers here to support them, but so is law enforcement. And wow. that it is um, really recognizing um, the positive interventions that um, could come with working with law enforcement. And we also, Cobb County School District, has a wonderful police department, um, and we collaborate with them. They offer a lot of actually support and groups for our students to really mentor them, um, which is just awesome. Um, we also work very closely with our faith-based communities. Um, and offer a lot of support um, after hours and on the weekends, sometimes even doing parent workshops, um, doing some level of support for the members of the different congregations. Um, have worked very closely also with um, even businesses um, mm -hmm. and just recognizing, again, just really looking at the community as a whole and not Cobb County School District individually, but taking that one team, one goal um, for su student success outside of the school building and, and really applying it to the whole county. Right. Well, that's so important because as you said, I mean, you all can pour into a student all day long within the school walls, but that student goes home and lives in a family situation of, of some kind and is a member of the community. So uh, you really do have to take that very holistic approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's little by little, we as a community are really recognizing that not one person can be all for that, for each student, that right. we all really have to work together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Anna, you mentioned that you supervisor you supervise a mentor coordinator. And uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? That's a program that's been around for a while, but I think with the pandemic, some, um, the delivery model had to change a little bit, um, but now it's, it's back, right? And yes, yes. <laughs> so we are very, very, very excited about it. It is Cobb Mentoring Matters. Um, and just to give you a little bit of history, Cobb Mentoring Matters actually was developed with um, our Success for All grant that was received back in 2006 by my predecessor, Dr. Herbert. Um, and it was really recognizing the need for mentors. Um, unfortunately, um, that grant was not sustained by the district. And so um, the 
the mentoring program still existed, but not to the level where we knew the need um, was. So mm -hmm. last year, I, um, very, very fortunate um, Cobb County School District recognized the need for students um, and mentors, and we have been able to utilize um, some of the CARES fund um, to hire the mentor coordinator, um, and it's just been awesome. We have, um, again, going back to the previous question, working with our district attorney's office, um, mm -hmm. they are serving as a mentor. Our sheriff's department is serving as a mentor um, and really looking at the whole county um, and recognizing that every student can benefit from a mentor, not just certain students. So that's really our push is that we we want to identify the mentors um, and, and the mentees that um, are in our community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that we talk about in some of the trainings that we offer at the collaborative that importance of that one positive, stable, mm -hmm. caring, appropriate relationship with an adult can um, sometimes be the, uh, the answer or fill a void that that child, that student has and can really um, yield such positive benefits um, down the road. So wonderful. absolutely. Well, Anna, um, Ultimately, this is a podcast series about mental health. So can you share with us how you and your team see mental health conditions present themselves in the students and the families that you support? So as I mentioned, um, the number one reason why a school social worker gets involved with a student is because of attendance. Um, and what we have seen, um, pre-COVID um, is really the increase of um, the mental health needs of our students mm -hmm. um, and really recognizing um, that it is not in any specific area um, and not even any specific um, grade level. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we as adults think mental health is more for older mm -hmm. students and, and is only um, coming out in more of our high schoolers. Mm -hmm. um, but it really is from, from elementary school on up. Um, our students, and when I say our students, I'm, I'm very generally speaking about every single student, um, have had some level of um, not necessarily trauma, but have had some level of something that has impacted them. Sure. Um, and so when we, what we have seen um, for our department is to really uh, provide more of that um, groups and support um, and, and really provide the students with um, an outlet in our mm -hmm. schools. Um, so many of our school social workers offer um, play therapy 
Um, we have several, we actually have one of our school social workers who is a uh, registered play therapist. Um, we have several who are going through um, training with our school counselors. Um, we work very collaboratively with our school counselors in really looking at each individual school's students' needs mm -hmm. um, and, and supporting them in that way. Um, and then again, in the community, working with our faith-based communities, um, working with different, um, even um, different apartment complexes, different associations to provide them with this, provide parents and adults with the support that, that they then can provide to their, their children. Um, as a school district, we have done a lot of um, identification of the ACEs, um, mm -hmm. right? Your adverse childhood experiences um, right. and how it really has that impact for academics and making that connection. Um, so always being aware of that and being aware that there's always a reason why a child is out. There's always a reason why for a certain behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and, and our job is to explore that why and guide and, and remove the barriers so that they can actually reach their full potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. It, something that you said made me remember um, a phrase that the lady who I co-teach uh, Connections Matter with often uses that what goes in must come out and that um, that can manifest itself in yes. various ways. Um, behavior, Absolutely. tardiness, absences, um, poor schoolwork, um, just, you know, other, other things. So, Absolutely. so, Anna, with all that you do with all that your team members do, um, because I'm sure that sometimes that they have to come to you and ask for support and guidance, um, all the different paths that our very diverse student population and diverse communities navigate. How do you deal with compassion fatigue? What, what do you do for self-care? I, I actually have to be very honest and I feel very comfortable in saying I'm very good yes. at self-care. Okay. Um, I, um, I, I re live in DeKalb County. So I always say that I do my 285 uh, un undo my loop, mm -hmm. right? So when mm -hmm. I get on 285 to go home, I undo. And then when I get on 285 to come to work, I I redo. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> um, that is part of my self-care, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, I am very um, conscientious of my own need to be there for my family. Um, and so there are times that I just walk out and take a walk outside for maybe five, seven minutes. And that in itself of having that ability to be outside, have the fresh air and, and literally clear my mind, so to mm -hmm. speak, mm -hmm. um, is a huge, huge um, impact. Um, and I actually, for a number of years have, um, established what we call fresh air Fridays, um, once a month where we start, the day with a walk as a team, um, or we end the day um, 
with a walk as a team. Mm -hmm. And so we, we picked different parks in Cobb County to, um, to do it. And, and we have found, and we're not allowed to talk about work when we're oh, doing okay. those walks. Yes. Um, because, you know, you, you tend to, when you're together, you tend to gravitate towards, oh, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Yeah. And the common, the common denominator. Yes, yes. Yes. And so I have had times where I say, mm, nope, not, not right now. Let's finish this loop. And then when yes. we stop, then we can, we talk, can, uh, yeah talk. Um, so I, I'm very conscious. I think that's the biggest um, part of my self-care is being conscious of where I am and what I need um, so that I don't fall into that um, compassion fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have to say that as social workers, um, you know, we are constantly experiencing that secondary trauma right? Where right. we hear the mm -hmm. same story over and over and over again. Um, and the NASW, the National Association of Social Workers, actually now has in our um, competencies, in our uh, code of ethics, the need for self-care, mm. um, which is huge. Yes, absolutely. Um, because I, I think as a profession, we're many times we, um, we're not a, permitted or allowed to feel um, mm -hmm. it, you, you get trained, oh, you know, don't let it impact you. Well, you're, you're a human being. It's going right. to impact you. Um, the most important thing is recognizing that and, and knowing what you need to do for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being so open and transparent about that. Um, Anna, as our time draws to a close, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, let me see. I, I think, um, honestly, it, the only other point that I would like to make is that, um, we have some really great partners in our community, um, mm -hmm. in, in, in Cobb Collaborative being a huge one, um, not just because I'm on the podcast now, but <laughs> it, it really is. Um, it has, the, the partnerships that we've been able to establish with others because of Cobb Collaborative um, that ultimately impact the lives of our students have been, has just been awesome. And so I, um, I'm excited to continue that partnership. Um, and I know you mentioned briefly the, the little free libraries, but um, for those who are listening, um, I can't tell you how powerful it is to just give a student a book and what yes. they do with it. Yeah. To see those little eyes light up and those smiles across um, their faces. It is. Exactly. That's a good, that's a good day's work. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Anna, thank you so much for your time today and thank you for the leadership that you provide and for all that you do for our community, uh, not only directly for your team, but the literally the, the thousands of students who benefit from your team's care and concern and dedication and passion. So on behalf of all of those who may not know who to thank, I thank you for the work that you all do day in and day out. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, oh, a pleasure. And listeners, we thank you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. 
Also, we ask that you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind and keep an eye on the loved ones in your lives.